0: We recording. We recording. Hey guys, so while waiting for Wade to join the Zoom meeting, um, head on over to our social media at Up the Creek Eleven on Twitter and at Up the Creek Pod on Instagram. We do enjoy playing around on the social media. Also, we have an Odyssey channel. I forgot about that. And it's at Up the Creek. Uh, still haven't uploaded anything on that yet. I actually tried uploading the last episode, the mini episode where I just did it by myself, but I was having some issues. So I'm going to get back at that Odyssey. If you haven't heard of it, it seems to be kind of like the alternative to YouTube, and it's not like Rumble or BitChute or I guess any of those really shitty. Alternatives, and I shouldn't say that those—they just got a long ways to go. But Odyssey's been around actually for a while. I didn't know about it till uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, Really, I guess I've heard about it, but I never thought much about it. And finally, I was listening to a podcast, and it was a Tom Woods podcast, and uh, he—he had somebody on. I forget who it was, but anyways, the guy who had was the uh, the creator of Odyssey, and it's it's actually not bad. It has a kind of a neat little deal to where you can you can earn tokens. Um, by getting views from registered users, um, I think you can get tokens from like uploading content and stuff like that. But then you can also use those tokens to boost said content. Um, and in the end, if you get a bunch of people to view your stuff, you can get tokens, and then you can exchange those tokens for cryptocurrency. So you can exchange them for Bitcoin, which is a pretty neat little deal. There, there, uh, there wasn't a uh, social media app. Actually, I think it's still around, but I think they end up basically charging um, people to be on it. It's called Minds, and it had the same kind of concept. And I think they just charge in crypto. But anyways, uh, it's a neat thing as long as they keep it free, um, because then you, I guess, you don't have to be monetized like uh, like on YouTube. You don't have to worry about somebody, um, you know, shutting you down for. Well, our content would be shut down in a minute on you. Actually, well, we did. Our YouTube channel got deleted, so. Um, it's a neat deal. Odyssey is a big about free speech and stuff like that. So, pretty cool little deal. It's not a bunch of right wing conspiracy theorists and stuff on there. It's it has a little bit of everything, which is which is nice. And uh, it's it's kind of neat how you could actually get paid in their in their tokens and exchange those tokens for uh, Bitcoin. Then you can cash Bitcoin out for U.S. dollars, so you can actually get paid how it should be. So anyway, yeah, check us out on Odyssey. I'm gonna try to have. Maybe this video will be just a Zoom video of me and Wade. And then I'll have the last video. And then all the other videos, I'll eventually get them uploaded. Most of those are audio only. We do have a handful of video, video. One day we'd like to get back into that. But video is a lot of work. And uh, lately I have not had a lot of time because, uh, I think I mentioned in the last episode, yes, I did. I am in the middle of moving. So there has been, been a lot going on with... Well, with just about everything. So, anyway. Yeah, go check us out there. Check us out on social media. Check us out on our website at utcpodcast.com. I think that's it, utcpodcast.com. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, still waiting on the Wadey-poo. He's coming sometime. Yeah. Oh, there's Wade. I'm going to admit him now. What's up? What's going on? Not much. You can hear me good and everything? yeah sweet um, allow
1: uh,
0: I guess allow to record local files I think they may have changed their their wording can you record now
1: yeah I just got a thing that says host allows me to record yeah All I good. can record alright sweet
0: yeah they uh, looks like they changed some things but anywho see so you got busy after today I had, like, two things in there, in the notes, and then I looked, and I was like, oh, fuck. All right, cool. Yeah, I had a minute, so. Yeah. Yeah? You just hanging out at home today or whatever? Yeah, got
1: picked up a little bit, getting ready for folks and whatnot to come over tomorrow. and Yeah. Mode, and oh. actually got up pretty early and enjoyed the morning for once. Usually, I'm just up and go to work, and that's it, but.
0: Yeah, I actually did the, usually... You know, being second shift, I actually try to enjoy my mornings because it's the only, you know, time I get. So I usually try to get up at, like, right. 7, 7.30, 8 o'clock. And uh, this morning, I fucking slept into, like, 9.40 or something. It was yeah. late. I didn't even get around to like, 10. I'm like, fuck, the day's gone. <laughs> Wife's yeah. like, she's like, it's right. not.
1: Right. I'm like,
0: no, it really is.
1: <laughs> but Isn't that crazy? You remember being a, you know, teenager, early 20s and sleeping into like, 11 sometimes, and it was, like, no big deal?
0: Yeah. I can't stand doing that anymore, though.
1: No, it's, it's terrible. Like, 940 is, like,
0: genuinely late. Like, mm-hmm. really,
1: anymore for me, if it's, like, 8, it's like,
0: oh, wow. Yeah. You know, uh, 830 is how I feel about that. Like, being second shift, I kind of try to, like, well, listen, dude, you are up till you know, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, yeah. But it's like, I still I hate it. I just wish I could just, you know, be up at 6, especially when it's summertime. Wintertime, I guess, I don't know. I don't care nearly as much because it's, it's just yeah. shitty. No, I mean, you know, it's wintertime. But when it's nice out, I want to be outside. Anywho, yeah. um, I don't know. I guess we can... You want to jump in here? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, uh, so these are
1: no particular order, but since we've been hitting COVID pretty heavy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: obviously, for a while... We'll start there. And so there's a cruise line. I'd have to open it to see. I can't remember exactly which one, but they're starting to say that, you know, they're not going to do business in Florida because Florida is not doing the the vaccine passports and the cruise line wants to do the vaccine passports. So, you know, in a, in a free world, you can do whatever you want. Right. And so Florida saying no vaccine passports, right. That's fair that there's a consequence of a cruise line saying no, but the, thing is going to become you know which one's more valuable the cruise line doing business in florida or you know is florida more worried about losing this particular cruise line so this is just i think kind of the first battle i think that we've seen between you know a, a state and then like a you know a, a pretty big business entity over the vaccine passport thing hmm. so it'll
0: be interesting to see how this shakes out right who's who's going to cave yeah. right you know, Florida's kind of like a huge destination for cruises in the United States. Right. I mean you've got Florida and Galveston. and there I'm sure there's places in California, but like and I'm sure there's I guess there's probably places all along the Gulf Coast and stuff. But right. when when I when you hear cruise, most people say, Oh, you leave leaving out of Florida? No. Nope. Right. You know? So I mean, hey, they as a company they got that right and everything. Um places need to step up like DeSantis or whatever he did. I mean, this is good. I wish, you know, more, more States would come and say, fuck off with that. horse right. Shit.
1: Well, and you you'll see the the beginning of sort of that caste system. And, you know, that's such a heavy term. Sounds like it's, it's like intentionally going to be evil. And there's definitely an element to that, but what you'll see here is like, so this cruise line is only going to cater to the vaccinated crowd right? So then it becomes a numbers game, which is a business full, how many people are going to get this who also are people who take or want to take cruises that are not located in Florida. Now they're located in, I don't even know where they would go somewhere on the East Coast or have to go down to the Bahamas or something like that. But by the time you do that, now you've added, you know, potentially more travel into it, assuming that a lot of Americans can, you know, drive or rent a car or right. whatever. Now you're having to fly some, I don't know. That's a that's a big one, right? And so you see how quickly that could potentially
0: divide up a society, right? And this oh, is just fuck yeah! Instance. Well, at least half the United States that want to be like, well, you can kiss my ass, but it's uh, you know it's crazy because I just listened to a podcast. Um, and it had uh, his name's Dell Bigtree, and he is a producer for a show called The Doctors on like CBS or something like that. And yeah. if I if I, if it's the same show, I'm thinking of. It's like a panel of like six doctors and they just talk about like actual doctors and they talk about doctor shit. So yeah. he's not the guys just not some nut conspiracy thing, you know, and then he he started like getting into the vaccines and stuff. And that's why I was tweeting not tweeting, I was texting you guys some stuff the other day from his from that podcast he was on. And I didn't know that like no vaccine, not not just like the COVID-19 vaccine, but zero vaccines have double blind placebo studies. And it's like it, it, it's just hey, it works. Trust us. Here you go. You know, coming from the same people that you know, like actually gave what syphilis to black people. <laughs> you right. know, and so it's it's really crazy. And he actually, I, I'm gonna check it out. It's a documentary called Vaxed, and the guy's not an anti-vaxxer, but he's like, here's the data. Here's the stuff. You know, from a from a, a disease that. Uh, You know, if it's like not because the big thing is that like the liberal media and everybody, they put everything in like, you know, age groups like, oh, but if you're in the 75 to 83 year old age group, your percentage to to pass away from COVID-19 is ah, it's crazy. Well, it's like actually if you take the entire fucking, you know, age, you know, range from like zero to fucking 100, you know, it's actually only a quarter to half a percent fatality rate for COVID-19. And he goes on and on, but it's like, I don't know. It's kind of crazy that there's still people pushing, like, vaccine passports. Yeah. But, I mean, and, and anyways, I guess, kind of went on a tangent there. Like, the vaccine passport thing was, like, way before COVID-19. And it, it comes down to it. Like, it's big business for Big Pharma. Big Pharma spends, like, double what the war machine does. As far as, not spends, sorry, like, makes, like, double what the war machine does. So... We've, you know, like the age group of, you know, kids have been, I guess that's been like, you know, money they've had forever because, you know, in order to go to school, public school, you got to be vaccinated. You got to have MMR, all that other crap. Well, adults were never there. So vaccine, he talks about how vaccine passports were a thing like three or four years ago. Like they were talking about doing it. They just needed yeah. something like COVID-19, which I mean, you know, oh, go figure so to say, oh, boom, now. You know, and and obviously the big vac, or the big big pharma, you know, executives and stuff—they're the ones who are pushing all this shit. You know? Right. But it'll be interesting to see what happens when it what comes to all this. Oh
1: yeah, big time, billions of dollars, and no repercussions on their end. So.
0: Right. He goes into mm-hmm. that that say. Oh, sorry to cut you off, but he go, he goes into that that he said no repercussions. Like, so. I guess it was like I think if I remember right, it was like 1986. Basically, people were just dying from like we're just saying MMR because that's a big one. They're just dying from it, or kids and stuff. And these vaccine companies couldn't like make a vaccine to save anybody's life really. And basically, like they told the president, we're like, hey, that. There's a bunch of pushback and stuff like that. And then they told him, like, well, we're not going to make vaccines for you guys at all unless you make it to where we cannot be, you know, liable for anything. Like, so then it's like, oh, like, you know, we've talked about before, you can't sue, va- you know, vaccine makers and stuff. And that's right. why it's like, so we just made it to where, like, you know, oh, here you go, free reign, no, no testing, no nothing, just out to the public you go. And they just make tons of money. It's like, holy shit. Right. So it's, I don't it's crazy good old America. Yeah, I know the,
1: the, I don't know, free country, right? Well, right. And speaking of free country, that's a, that's a perfect segue into the, uh, SEC chief Gary Gensler, right? Looking to crack down on GameStop to the moon and Robinhood. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, everybody knew that this was going to happen, you know, and they acted at the time, like, well, we're not going to do any, you know what I mean? Like we're out for mm-hmm. the little guy. And then, uh, you know, here we are what, not even just a couple months after the GameStop thing, like, was really big. And so, you know, here they are now saying that, oh, yeah, we're totally going to change the rules to... They, they use it as, like, a to protect investors and to protect the oh, average yeah. person, and these people aren't educated enough, and yada, yada, yada. And so, what they're going to do is they're going to start uh, slowing down the rate at which these kinds of trades can, can occur, mm-hmm. and particularly in here it says, you know, they're going to target Robinhood and then other avenues that, you know, are driving this stuff, which to me says, you know, Reddit, basically, they're oh, yeah, going to yeah. start, you know, shutting down anybody who's given something they perceive
0: as financial advice. The one um, the one thing in this article that stuck out to me, let we'll me see if I can find it just so I can actually read exactly what he said. Oh, here it is. So in his first, re- first appearance on Capitol Hill since he took the helm of the... Of the SEC last month, this time through video teleconferencing, Gensler raised concerns that apps which gamify trading—a criticism that has been leveled at Robinhood in particular—could lure rookie investors into bad situations. Uh, the S. That's not what I was trying to find. He goes. That was. Uh, there's something about when they were talking about gamifying it, like they use flashy colors and stuff to make it. Uh, when you're when you're doing good, like in Robinhood, when you're when you're Whatever your stock or your or your crypto is doing good, I think it's it's green as it's trending yep. up, and it's red, it's trending down. Well, the way they say it in the article, it's like basically you plebes are too stupid. You know, we don't. Right. It's like and they, they, the way they write, they you know they they he, uh, he, uh, Gensler says it is like, you know, oh well, we don't want you guys to make bad decisions, and really what they're saying is like you're too fucking stupid, and really that's not the case because you know the GameStop thing sparked all this and it's like oh fuck look what happens when all the little guys actually band together they can really do some damage to these big big banks and stuff but they don't want that right it's 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 wild oh yeah huge huge and then and this
1: isn't a a bigger story you know just the the attention span of people I mean. You know, everybody kind of figured this was going to happen, so maybe that's part of it. And just like, eh, well, figures. But, uh-huh. you know, they didn't even wait like a year. And here we are just a few months later and like, yeah, we're just going to slip this under the rug and nobody will say anything about it. Well, I guess I say that, but, you know, mainstream media is in the tank for the machine. You know, it's right. Rage on behalf of the machine is, is kind of the new band name. So, uh, of good. course, the media, I guess, isn't going to cover it. Right. You know, just, this is another huge blow for average joe because you know that people that get their rocks off on like investment oh it's not a casino it's not a casino and sure there's like general rules as far as people are more likely to invest in something if they feel a certain way about it and then that is somewhat predictable i, I get that but you're still gambling it, right I mean, it's you're fucking money gambling, in, hoping yeah. that you get more money out and that's not necessarily something that's going to be hard and fast right
0: right it it's gambling, I mean which and it's fine I mean I don't just gamble no one cares <laughs> like i don't look I don't look down upon somebody if they fucking go to play slot machines every day and that's your thing mm-hmm. do your thing, <laughs> but it's I don't know man it's crazy like we we've talked about before in our group chat it's it's like all right, so stocks you know give like the little guy a chance to like so right, let me rewind a little bit me and my wife are talking today savings accounts. Like you don't earn any interest hardly on savings accounts anymore, no. and it doesn't—it's not even more than what inflation is. So mm-hmm. you're really just losing money. And then, like, you have the opportunity if you if you want to do your homework and you want to you know sit down and you could actually day trade or you could take a little bit of your money and you can do like the crypto thing or you and you can your money can actually make some money, which is how it should be. And then it's like, shit. Little guys are figuring out how to actually make money, and we can't really have that because it, it says in that article, big big banks lost like ten billion dollars during that whole thing. It's like yeah, they lost ten billion dollars, but all that money went to like just your you know the Reddit retards. I mean, right, right. It's just yeah. a transfer, but they don't want that transfer of wealth. They can't have that transfer of wealth, so. They get their buddies like Gensler to jump in and be like, "Well, you guys, you know, we just want to protect you. You know, it. Well, wh- what do we always say? It's always in the name of safety, right? I, uh,
1: yep. Oh, yeah. Well, that, it's funny because even like, you know, where I work, that's always a thing. Like, if you need something done, you know, the best way to get progress on it is to just make a safety claim about it, oh, even yeah. if the safety claim is complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you can make that case, it it puts fear into some compliance person and you know, there
0: you go. Oh God! Oh safety. Right. It's. I don't know, man. I, I this this whole thing, this SEC. It really kind of pisses me off because. Right. I mean, I don't know. I just. Oh, you well, know. You know, it's
1: so the 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 New York Post article on that topic uh, that's on our list there. It it makes an allusion to a uh, uh, crypto at the end right they yeah. start asking him about, about that he says that he thinks you know congress should take some action to put you know regulatory framework out for the crypto exchanges you know to protect investors right and so to me that just that just says that the same kind of stuff is going to happen they're going to make it harder to buy yeah harder to sell and that's generally going to mean it's going to be more expensive there will be bigger fees on the exchanges so it's harder for a little guy to get in on it And then who does that favor? Well, it, of course, favors the people who can put, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars down at once, Yeah. right? Those people are going to be the ones who get, you know, in and out a lot better and and can do this stuff. And they're the ones who are going to control when something tanks and when something doesn't. And, you know, it's funny they use the term gamify. And and I get what you're saying where, like, you know, they're going after the sort of the visual appeal of it. But
0: Mm -hmm.
1: in just the sense of, like, making it a game, it's just, well, they're making it a game that rich guys can play and excel at and making it harder and harder for the peon to play the game, which yeah. is exactly what government does with, like, businesses and laws in general, is mm-hmm. they end up making it harder and harder for the little guy to compete and do something, and it all favors, you know, Amazon or Walmart or
0: yeah. whoever. Well, you know, who's padding their pockets. They want to make right. sure they're... The
1: going Boeing, for that matter, and that whole, like, import-export bank, right, which is just entirely a vehicle for the government to fund... You know, sales of huge manufacturers to oh. overseas stuff. It just—I yeah.
0: don't know. Yeah, it. You know, it's funny. Two thousand nine, when Bitcoin became a thing, you know, the federal government wanted no part of that. They didn't give two right. shits. Oh, they made fun of people. And then, fast forward to you know to what? To what twenty-two years later, and six thousand dollars a coin. they're starting to freak the fuck out. Like, well, we and you know, it used to be where you could exchange cryptos back and forth you could make money and you could cash out and there was nothing no taxes no nothing well that's that's gone but right anytime so i guess speaking of cryptocurrencies dogecoin which dogecoin is like elon musk's new thing he's always talking about and then your article here you got was about his new village he's trying to create or his little town i guess in texas
1: yeah so saturday night live is tonight i I guess I didn't watch that. I'll have to check it out and see if Doge went up or not. I haven't actually looked. You know what? Um, I'm gonna look now because you said it. Yeah, figure out what it is and I'll get started. Nah, it's, it's,
0: it's only 65 cents.
1: <laughs> I saw it was going down earlier, and yeah. I wondered how many people were gonna like. Oh, it hit almost 70, so I better bail.
0: That's what's been happening. Uh,
1: he he actually I think tweeted something or said something about, uh, you know, crypto is risky, and you know, kind of yeah. kind of walk back. Because I, I do wonder if, like, somebody like the SEC, you know, hammers on somebody like him, especially after that article we just read where we're talking about, you know, financial advice and crap. Because they've already oh, yeah. railed him before over, you know, Tesla stock and stuff like that. So
0: Yeah, I mean, in, any time – well, if Elon was, I guess, not who he is and how he – you know, like every other fucking multi-billionaire millionaire, right. and he was in, within, he could say whatever he wants – Cause you know it happens all the time. You know when these these people with lots of money, something will happen and they'll cash out. You know they'll it's insider trading, and yeah. but they're gonna they'll they'll get on him for you know tweeting something about Dogecoin. Well, it's insider trading for cryptocurrency, even though there's not as many laws about crypto right now. But like you right. said, Tesla stock and stuff. So I'm sure he's been getting slapped a little around a little bit. I mean, it's just it's gonna happen. But this uh, article you were talking about the other day, you want to. Yeah, so Wall Street
1: Journal, it's uh, Elon Musk's SpaceX is buying up a Texas village and homeowners cry foul. So Boca Chica Village in Texas is where SpaceX is building and launching those big starship rockets from. Mm-hmm. And it's super cool and it's neat and all that stuff. And this article, uh, you'll have to find it and read it. It's kind of a long article, but I thought it was really, really interesting uh, in a lot of ways um, because it kind of shows the whole It's it's kind of a a struggle, right? Because you can understand both sides of it, but you can see where the power of government is maybe good, maybe it's bad. You know, what what do you actually do, and what would be the right solution? So,
0: uh-huh.
1: in this case, SpaceX is is building rockets in Texas, right? This is something new. Uh, it's never really happened a whole bunch, and Texas doesn't have like you know a launch industry like Florida does, right? So, this is potentially a lot, a lot of money for the state of Texas through taxes. And a lot of money for people through jobs, if this ends up happening. And Boca Chica is not really even a town, right? It's just a, literally a village where a handful of people live. So every time SpaceX launches a rocket, they have to close the beaches and evacuate the village because they're in like this, you know, safety fallout zone.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, in Texas,
1: there's actually laws written into their well written into their constitution about you know closing uh, beaches and stuff like that. It isn't supposed to happen, right? They're not supposed to be able to restrict access. Well, they do in this case. And these people down there are... They're unhappy with it because SpaceX is moving in and sort of slowly taking over this village. And these people are are slowly being forced out. And it's looking like it's probably going to eventually come to some kind of an eminent domain thing, which I guess what you have to realize is these people... They live there and they live in these small houses that prior to SpaceX moving in were only valued, according to the article, in like the $30,000 range. Like these aren't like super fancy things. This is out in BFE, Southern Texas, almost on the border of Mexico,
0: yeah.
1: but it's also on the beach, right? So if these people lose that house with like that beach access, that's only 20 miles from the nearest like big town Brownsville, you know, they're not going to find another beachfront property somewhere, right? You just, it's just not going to happen. No. And yeah. so- how do you how do you equate that? Because even if you give them, say, $150,000 for a house that was only $40,000 2 years ago, well, $150,000 is not going to buy you another beach house somewhere, right? So it was really interesting. And then at yeah. one point in the article, uh, so they have to have water trucked in down there. A lady loses her water tank and accuses SpaceX people of taking it. And then... Because she lost her water tank, she no longer gets water delivered. And then when she finally is able to get water delivered, they won't deliver it because, well, now her electricity stuff in her old house isn't up to code. So she brings that up to code. And then the next thing is, well, now it's her septic system because she doesn't have water. Well, she can't get water. It just It's, it's clearly something where the state has taken the side of SpaceX. Yeah. And a lot of these people have already been voluntarily bought out and left. And it's just kind of slowly forcing these people out. And so, you know, as cool as like SpaceX and some of the stuff Musk does and things like that, it it makes you wonder like, you know, what is the power of the state? Because it's pretty obvious that they're just taking the side of business in this case. But on the same note, you can also see how, well, I'm sorry, you know, 70 year old retiree, you know, there's a multi-billion dollar industry that's going to employ hundreds and hundreds of people with, you know, 70,000 a year plus jobs. So, yeah, I don't know. It was a it was a really interesting piece. I thought
0: it's, a, it's it is very interesting. I don't and I don't know how I feel about that because while I'm like I would definitely side with these people because you know that's their house that's their property they own that no one should be able to force them off their own land you know they right they own it outright um, and if obviously someone is fucking around you know and that's not that's it's wrong very wrong if big you know governments coming in and and you know really messing with their stuff. I guess it's not big government, but state government. Um, at the same time, like, I do like Elon Musk. I do like SpaceX. It's going to obviously turn that whole entire area around, and it's going to be worth so much more. It's just strange. I guess, you know, I don't know. how You know, anarchy or, you know, corporatism.
1: So, Obviously, you know, I went I,
0: like to two extremes, but I mean, some of the appeal of this article to me was this might be
1: something that I encounter in the next, you know, five to 10 years. Cause so where I'm at, I have a little bit of land and I'm, you know, within 15 minutes of, you know, big downtown area and all the things to do downtown. But mm-hmm. I come here and again, I'm not far away. I have freedom to do a lot of what I want. So recently, though, with the town getting bigger, all the land kind of where I'm at up into the railroad tracks south of the highway is getting sold and zoned for a commercial. Right. And it starts several miles East and is, you know, moving West of me. And so some of that land is already for sale. I think a few miles away, uh, the, the rougher trailer park, uh, my understanding is has already been sold. And then the land right around it is for sale at the moment. Hmm. And that zoning is going to go back to the, to the railroad tracks. Well, I live, you know, right up to the railroad tracks. Yeah. That's where my property is. And so the thinking is that in a few years, you know, as that starts marching further down uh, the five or six of us that have houses here, you know, could, could get bought out and you know, I'd go, but, but the thing that I have to think about in the same context of these people in Boca Chica is even for the money that like my house and stuff is worth now, that's not enough money to go find the amount of land that I have now with like the trees and things that I have now that yeah. is also still just 20 minutes from town. You can't do it. Like, no, I'm only trying to find to it now. Going to have to be somewhere where I have to commute, you know, an hour. Right. Absolutely. And so I'm not going to be able to get what I have now. And it's only going to be because the city, right. The government comes in with some big, big money developer whispering in their ear and, you know, eminent domains me or, or forces me to move. Right. And so, yeah.
0: What can I do about that?
1: Nothing. There really is nothing you can do about it. So
0: yeah, that's where I said like, I have a hard time siding with SpaceX on this, just because it's like I don't know. Like it, if you own that property outright, th- you know that is you know life, liberty, and the pursuit of property. I mean, I know well, you know, you be able to name in. your own price, right? Like SpaceX, how yeah. bad do you want this? Right? Exactly. Give me a million dollars for my fifty
1: thousand dollar house, and I'll leave. And if they refuse to do it, you don't leave. Well, what happens is that because SpaceX won't give them, you know, figuratively a million dollars. The article doesn't say that, but let's say it's a million dollars. Yeah. We may just get the government to step in and say, oh, you have to leave. And we're only going to give you less than what they originally offered as a punishment. Right. right? Because that's really what eminent domain is. Yeah.
0: yeah, Which is, is not right at all. But No. Yeah, I'm surprised well, like, they haven't just, like, rezoned it all as commercial and, hey, you gotta go. I mean, because that happens, like, and you know. Well, a that's, domain, that's like- what
1: the article gets at, is that like, it's like, you know, hey, this is clearly the, in works. You know, Not necessarily that, like, their houses are going to get zoned as commercial, because I think in the article, the main thing is that, like, SpaceX wants all these houses because they need to build, you know, apartments and more houses for people to come work down there at this plant where they want to build all these huge rockets. They want to have... You know, more people working and living there right at the the launch place, which is cool. You know, and it's a lot of money and it's a lot of jobs for a lot of other people. But but yeah, you know, to that person who owns that land, that ain't worth it. Right. I don't I don't give a shit what you do. This is my place.
0: So that's almost that what you get the individualism or you get the society ish thing like for society. It makes sense to let to get to sell that house, bulldoze it. You know, hey, we'll build you a new one um because we want to build you know apartments here and bring a lot of money to this area that's right. better for society but the individual and that's where i don't know i struggle with like the whole libertarian thing in general like i do while i believe in very much individual individualism at the same time if you want to like i guess have some society you have to not be 100% focused on on focused on individualism so, right it's I don't know because I guess if you're like a hardcore libertarian, you know, a hundred percent, then you know you only believe in what is for you. It's almost I hate to say this because I hate this argument, but it's like the selfish. Oh, you're just being selfish, you know, because it's you don't. It's not for the greater good, you know, that kind of crap. But it's like sometimes you have to a little bit think of what's better for society. But I don't know. So That's why I said I don't honestly know how I feel about this because I feel both ways about it. Actually, strange. Sure. Anyway,
1: Um. so the next political one is uh, Laurel Hubbard, right? (laughs) The transgender weightlifter is most likely going to qualify for the Olympics uh, as a woman and compete in women's powerlifting. Mm, Hairy ass arms. The thing here (laughs) is, this person was a biological male until their thirties, and actually competed in men's powerlifting in their twenties and didn't transition to later. So you have, you know, three decades as a male and then, you know, now female and going to compete in female uh, sports. So if you thumb through the article, you'll see that it says, uh, you know, <laughs> sorry, she, she, <laughs> whatever has won five of her last seven matches. And then the other two uh, came in second. Yeah. and, I'm. I'm, We could go more into details on that, I guess, if you really wanted to. Not like you and me, but like other people. Yeah, no, no. The point there is that, like, okay, clearly this is kind of the thing everybody was saying, right? Like, I get there's a rule about how much testosterone they can have in their blood and stuff like that, but I don't know how you make up for, you know, three decades of, like, functional male anatomy because that's so much more than just muscle mass right it's going to be like you know your tendons and your bone and, and, and literally just the everything and geometry and stuff of your appendages yeah. and how you're able to to do you know just your skeletal structure in general right Yeah. so it's incredibly screwed up in my opinion because you know you could point to well it doesn't win everything well I mean yeah that's the point everybody has made like Ronda Rousey in in uh, UFC right she could probably whip my ass any day of the week I have no doubt about that All right, right but you're talking the 1% of the 1% of women, right? Like the average girl on the streets or that you meet at a bar, no, it's it's no contest. And so now you're taking a guy who, you know, he might be middle of the pack among males, but then among females at this Olympic level, he's a freak. And so, yeah, there's still probably some women out there that can beat him, but even at the Olympic level, they're rare, right? Right, so right. So how fair is that? Because if he goes in and it keeps out another – you know, biological woman, that's just one microcosm of of why this whole thing is problematic in general. And, and a lot of people would say that, well, this is nut picking, right? You're picking one specific example and that's really all you have because, you know, I'll be honest with you, I don't really know that like, the it, well, at least at the moment, who knows in the future? The transgender thing in like high school sports, little kids sports, I think is a, maybe a little different than like adults, but it's the same thing still, right? The, the whole mm-hmm. premise is that well, this guy's got an unfair, you know, biological advantage. So,
0: you know, it's, it's transgenderism is anti-woman. I mean, it really is. It Whoa. is.
1: It really is. They, well, and you, you saw the other day that, oh, uh, what was it? It was a, sen- a, a senator, uh, something Bush, I think, uh, from, I want to say, Michigan. Hmm. Forget her name. But the whole women are now, you know, she referred to them as birthing persons. Oh yes, yes, yes. They've they just entirely eliminated women from yeah from existence, you know, through the through the nature of woke. And it's ironic because it's been kind of the white liberal upper class women in general that have really helped solidify that, and even amongst minority women and stuff. And so now the argument is that well, women don't really exist, and so now they're just like this gray matter blob of
0: thought. Yeah.
1: You
0: You would think that uh, the hardcore uh, um, feminist crowd would be very much against this. And I know a lot of them are, but they're not that loud about it.
1: No, because because these people are supposed to be the ones that were like, they're out. What has happened to, to those feminists, and they just... I don't know if it's like a stages of grief thing or what, is it's... It's kind of what 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 a conser- well conservative libertarian whatever would say that this is just communism in action is that they're using all of these kind of you know minority subgroups or whatever to gin up outrage to get them to go along with all this other crap
0: mm-hmm. and so
1: we'll pretend to be super pro LGBTQ or whatever it's just you also have to tick the box for these ten other political things that have nothing to do with you know gay issues. Right. right, And so that becomes the norm And it's no longer really about The gay thing It's about the communism thing Or the socialist thing And so anytime somebody says something To the gay person about not liking This policy or that policy It becomes a homophobic comment Even though it might not have anything to do with The gay issue or the trans issue Or, or whatever it, you know, It's all about all the other crap that goes along with it And that's what happened to the feminists right? And so now they're stuck in kind of a Oh shoot, what do we do, right? Because this is kind of a a hole we dug and we're trapped
0: in it. Yeah. Yeah. It but I think was it maybe you said it in our group chat, you know, this Laurel Hubbard lady, transgender dude. If he doesn't take first place, it's going to be like, "Oh, look, we told you guys." Right. There's, yeah. you know, and and then it's just going to this it's going to be the norm and that's probably what's going to happen.
1: It is almost assuredly what's I going mean, to happen.
0: Cuz you've got to be pretty I I can't say that. I was going to say you've got to be pretty beta to switch from you know men weightlifting to women weightlifting and be a man but then I just thought about the fucking Jenner um Caitlyn and whatever yeah. whatever his Bruce Jenner. I mean, he was like a, you know, top tier. And then... So, I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> but, also, I don't think I would see someone like... Because he's a... He or she is a very odd thing. Because, in the past, was Republican. um, But also, you know, he... While is is transgender and now is a woman, also isn't like your typical you know woke transgender necessarily. Um, right. It's interesting because I don't know if you you I would see someone like him or her, I don't know what the fucking call him you know, <laughs> uh, go and 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 compete you know obviously age is a factor there but to go and compete in women's sports you know. Right. I'd, maybe he's just like, nope, not my thing, because actually, now that I think about it, I think there might have been an article where he, he, she or he, whatever, he was saying that, like, man, I don't know, I probably should look that up before I keep talking out of my ass, but I thought there was David, something. Donald Jenner does not support uh, other, like, men who, you know, trans- transfer into women
1: competing yeah.
0: in sports. Okay, so I wasn't making that up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Which, hey, all right. You know, and that's good. I mean, and what I don't understand is why, can't, if, if it is that big of a deal and, and dudes want to go cut their dicks off or females want to grow dicks, just create your own category. We have men's whisk well, restrooms. Exactly. And, and it's the. Uh... Well,
1: you know, and it's funny because you say create your own category and, you know, they try to tell everybody there's, you know, more than just men and women as far as, like, gender goes. And it's like, okay, well, if there's more than just men or women, why don't we have extra categories for all these other genders to go compete whatever they want? Oh, what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But clearly that's not true. And they know that that's not true because then it still has to be within this men or women category. Mm-hmm. So it, it's all just made up bull crap, you, yeah. you know, and even within their own logic circle makes
0: no sense. Well, and it, it's not ever good. If you think with logic, you stop that. You know, stop that because it's not supposed to be logical. So no, well, and you know one one thing I uh, I wonder about that is
1: speaking of that is you know we only hear from a certain type of this person and uh, and we only hear a certain narrative. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, even with the Bruce Jenner thing, there are others out there who feel the same way, right? Like I know I know gay people personally that are not the sort of super woke, flamboyant people that are out there, right? Uh, you know, a pop culture example would be somebody like Dave Rubin, you know. Just yeah, absolutely. I mean, gay people who are not out there in, you know, purple hair and just being in your face are, they exist. They're probably the norm, right? But the mm-hmm. only ones you ever see depicted in media are these, you know, super crazies out there that are pushing for these radical things. And so... Where are the people who oppose that? And is it really that there are no people who oppose that? Or is it just that this media machine is so dedicated to this narrative that it's going to just drum up the most craziest shit in the world because the crazy ends up kind of pulling those people into that, uh, you know, the other 10 political issues. And then it kind of forces all the people that are in the fence to kind of go along with it because they're maybe a little bit invested in, you know, feminism or LGBT or, or whatever it is, you know? And so they're nowhere.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Crazy times. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, well, whatever. Anyway, we could keep talking in circles. Well, on to aliens in space. So, yeah, speaking of crazy times. Yeah, this is uh, pretty wild that they've found alien life, actual alien Well, I guess they think they found actual alien life on Mars.
1: Right. Mushrooms. So two articles there, and you can kind of see in the picture, so basically the first journal article, journal article, mind you, right, published, oh, yeah, is, is arguing that these shapes that they saw on Mars that allegedly were broken at one point and then reappeared are in fact a fungus, some mm-hmm. kind of mushroom or whatever growing on Mars, and that article goes on to point out that there are some that, that live in you know radioactive environments and do well, and Yada, yada, yada. And could this be the first alien life? We're not able to like test it in, in a way that would like confirm that. So we don't really have a whole lot to go on for now. And the article does say that they're just arguing morphology based on like the shape and how it looks and, and how it appeared that, you know, it could be, but it doesn't rule out, you know, weird geology or anything like that. And it's very suggestive. And so you see that and it's like, you know, especially for me kind of the alien UFO guy, uh, wow! You know this is this is really something. And for a few days there, that was kind of making the rounds. And it was like, man, that's a big ass deal. Well, if you look at the next article down, right, is that these other experts are like, wow, this is all complete bullshit. So, the follow-up article from another group of scientists points out that the guy who wrote the first article and managed to get it published is kind of known for bullshit,
0: mm. and the
1: journal that it's published in is uh. I think it had, uh, I don't want to say, it was either Chinese or or was very associated with kind of woo Chinese stuff. And they also kind of have a reputation for publishing kind of outlandish, you know, stuff that isn't really as well reviewed as what, you know, the name journal would suggest. Sure. And basically say that nobody's going to take this paper seriously and it's full of all kinds of crap. And they point out that, you know, Mars isn't just like somewhere that's like a little radioactive or like fungus on earth that can handle it it's like super duper radioactive and not only that it's you know super cold and there's no atmospheric pressure and they point out all these problems as to why this basically couldn't exist and makes no sense at all and say that you know most people aren't even going to give it the time of day and they kind of put the whole thing to bed in that second article so the i don't know that's an interesting one you know yeah. right cover, no cover up mushrooms no mushrooms
0: the only thing that i would say is those scientists uh, that are arguing against it. And I'm not saying that it is. I mean, it looks like mushrooms from the picture. But um they're thinking Earth. How stuff lives on Earth. You know. Sure. Like just because we have, you know, carbon life and you need oxygen and carbon dioxide and blah blah blah. I mean, that doesn't mean that every freaking thing in the solar system is just like Earth either. I mean, so it's like I don't know and I get, like, that's what we know is, you know, I guess, Earth terms, whatever you would like to call it, on how life life lives. But, I don't know, at the same time, like, I, I, I guess if it was going to be something on Mars that was, that lived, like, fungus is very, you know. Right, you know, it's like, of course it would be yeah. freaking
1: mushrooms, right? You know, and especially, like we were saying before all this. All the talk of, like, the psychedelics and what does that, you know, does that have anything to do with consciousness? You know, there's that whole school of oh, thought. Wow. And so, of course, it's going to be mushrooms that we find right. in space, you know, on another planet.
0: God, imagine what those things would do if you ate one. Fuck. No, no shit, right? <laughs> it's cool. I don't, I hope they're, I hope it's mushrooms. I really do. Yeah, um, that would be just genuinely extremely fascinating, for sure. Very much so, because you could finally say, hey, you know, we found actual alien life. I mean,
1: well, and what's going to be funny is that we're going to treat the space mushrooms, you know, better than an unborn baby, legally. Well, oh right? yeah, like these are fucking super protected space mushrooms. Yeah. You can't touch them. We can't send anything there that, that interferes with the space mushrooms. It <laughs> would be a big deal.
0: Yeah, a fucking tiny little. Not well, it's not a plant. Right? but Yeah. Sure. So on the alien
1: note, the uh, Pentagon. Is having the Office of Inspector General uh-huh. investigate the Pentagon over how they are or are not communicating with the uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon task force that was mandated as part of Congress in the uh, last defense bill. So, what does the government or the Pentagon know about you know these UFO UAP incidents over the last you know couple decades, and how forthcoming have they been? you know, with this group that is supposed to look at a report of how they've been handling it, right? Have they been writing it off? Have they been pursuing it? And they're not necessarily going to make all of that known to the public, but there should be some kind of public action to say that, Uh you know, here's what the, you know, another version of uh, the Air Force's Project Blue Book, where they look at all these cases and say, this is real, this is not real, you know, so on and so forth. People are expecting kind of something like that, or progress towards something like that Uh, supposed to be some kind in sometime in June. Yeah. The reason this is interesting, I think is because the uh, inspector general can potentially dig into a lot more stuff that like Congress couldn't get access to because like an inspector, you know, military could just say, Oh, Congress, you don't, you can't get into this because of, you know, classified, whatever the end. Right. 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 inspector general is like a within that, apparatus entity they can go digging in whatever they want it doesn't mean you and i are going to find out about it but it, it shows that it's serious and to me kind of hints that this uaptf group also ran into roadblocks and isn't happy about it and so now there's an investigation into why and how those roadblocks came about if they are indeed roadblocks so that's an interesting one there, there really is a lot of action on the behind the scenes in the ufo
0: world in the last year or so. Is it weird that all of a sudden it's cool to like, like UFOs again? Big time. yeah. I mean, so I've always kind of been, no, I mean, nothing like you. But, it's always intrigued me. Like, and I've always, you know, just like the alien life, UFOs, blah, 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 blah. I always thought it was really cool. I really wanted to be, you know, I've read some stuff, watched some stuff. But anyway, it's always kind of like, oh, this stupid nerd, you know, if you like, the mainstream, if you are, I don't know, going to be into anything like that. But now, all of a sudden, you've got celebrities tweeting, Kim Kardashian tweeting about it. And it's it's just so strange why all of a sudden it's cool. And is that just because, like, the media has made it a thing again? So, you know, people like Kim Kardashian are like, oh, okay, it's cool to tweet about UFOs again. I
1: right. don't know.
0: It just seems weird. Like, all of a sudden... You know,
1: one thing I wonder about is, you know, without even going down the conspiracy of, you know, is the alien, is there, is there an intent behind why the alien thing is suddenly popular Uh on a less evil note? I guess. I wonder if it's the new form of escapism. Not that it's new. Maybe it's just making the rounds. Cause like, I don't know, not even five years ago, it would have been zombies, right? Like the walking dead world war Z, you know, stuff like that was like all the rage. Yeah. And, uh, have we just kind of moved to aliens as the new escapism, right? Instead of, oh man, zombie apocalypse, you know, subconsciously would be cool because it would mean morality is clear, right? Zombie bad, people good, how do I survive? Yeah. Aliens is the next version of that, maybe, and maybe aliens is a little more believable than zombies, right? So, what would that mean for the Earth? Because now it doesn't matter if you're the president or if you're a homeless guy. You're both humans and there's some power that is greater than everything. So... Yeah. It kind of it's another form of escapism. And then there's a part of me that wonders if it's just that, which would mean that there doesn't necessarily have to be a big conspiracy behind it. It could just be something that sort of the our collective consciousness just kind of moves us toward, you know, because ideas are genuinely contagious. Like it's a real thing. So is this just that that innate part of us that seeks escapism, which is really just a search for some kind of Moral clarity, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Landed on UFOs now, instead of, you know, zombies or vampires or monster movies or or whatever it is.
0: It's interesting. I think a lot of people would just let the state let them know what their moral clarity should be. Sure. But, hmm, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's so crazy. We've briefly talked about the Project Bluebeam thing before in our group chat, and I don't know tons about it, but it's just like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. So, so Bluebeam would say
1: that the aliens are fake and it's bullshit and you're being slowly led to believe there is aliens because they're eventually going to stage some sort of massive event uh, with, you know, basically fake aliens to confuse a bunch of people into starting a war that is also based on bullshit. So And then that becomes the premise for sort of, you know, the new world order to take over because right. They have to crack down on all these countries that reacted over some bullshit. And, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one because you know, the aliens, it is so popular and you're seeing it in the New York times and CNN and Tucker Carlson does UFO segments kind of regularly. Now it seems like, yeah. Uh, and it's interesting, right? Like, well, why all of a sudden is this okay? And not just relegated to coast to coast AM or Reddit. Is it because it's, I don't know. Who knows? And then, you know, if you go digging in the UFO world, you're very quickly going to realize that a lot of the kind of main players in kind of the UFO scene behind the scenes are all CIA guys, and they're all intelligence guys and stuff like that. And they all Uh say things, but then never back them up, obviously, because it's all classified. So it becomes, well, are they really just trying to sell me something? And then the the barrier is just, I'm supposed to just believe in these people because they have a title, right? Uh And then they just make claims that they never have to prove. And you're expected to just follow it because of the title. And if you disagree, you're not trusting the title, which is kind of the same as, you know, trust the science, right? You're not trusting Fauci or or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's that same mentality, right? It's just wrapped up in in this great other mysterious, you know, UFO thing that you – a lot of people just want to believe, right? Maybe the answer of the government is that – and the reason they can't get anything from the military is because – they really don't fucking know there's nothing there. Like all these incidents we have, we're genuinely just drones or genuinely just a misidentified aircraft. We don't know anything about possible aliens and we don't have anything that's crashed that we couldn't explain. And then to somebody who wants to believe that's just all going to sound like they're lying or that they're covering it up. And so they keep pushing and pushing and pushing for something that just isn't there and they're never going to quit. And so, so what do you do about that person? Maybe, maybe there's just a lot of those people.
0: Yeah, Definitely.
1: That being said, I totally think there is some, <laughs> yeah, some sort of cover up about something. Doesn't even have to be aliens. It could uh, just be a really super high tech government thing that's been rolling for decades, and they just make baby step progress. You know, time travel. I don't know. There could be all kinds of weird shit out there. Um, I'm, I tend to not believe in aliens actually, as much as I'm interested in the UFO thing. Uh-huh. But I don't know. We'll see where it goes.
0: Uh, t- so. Well, I, I think aliens are real, but at the same time, I don't think the government cover-ups. I mean, what was that? Oh, I forget. I named it on a couple episodes ago, that aircraft that allegedly doesn't exist, but kind of does Did exist. The 3D, I think you were talking about? Yeah. So, I mean, really, we all know that the technology that they have is 20, 30 years ahead, you know. maybe, sure. not, But... Yeah, and and all the stuff that happens is it's, you know, these tic-tac UFOs and whatever the triangle or, you know, all that shit. It's like that's just government technology that's way ahead. I really believe that's probably actually what it is. It's not that we had a UFO crash and stuff like that. It's like we just... You you don't want that shit getting out to North Korea and China and stuff like that.
1: Well, and the funny thing is that would be what most UFO stories were for the last 50 years, right? It's just some experimental aircraft that people weren't used to seeing, and therefore it became a UFO. Like, even when the UFO thing became popular, I mean, look at what had just happened. You had World War II and this explosion of flight before that, right? Not just for fun or farmers. You know, now there was commercial flight and military advances in flight were happening weekly and so there was all kinds of things in the air that people had just never seen before yeah and so even in our own time frame we're seeing the advent of drones right things that don't have to be built around containing a human to fly and so there's a lot more things in the air now that people have never seen before because they've never existed before so yeah there's more in space than ever before i mean you know probably the most regular thing now that gets said is people post pictures of uh SpaceX's uh, Starlink satellites. And oh my gosh, I know the first time I saw them, I was like, what the F is this? Because it was, you know, one thing moving really quick and then you see another one and another one. It's like, holy crap, there's 10 of these things. Then, oh shit, it's just, you know, the the Starlink satellites or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There was a guy at work who was telling me, I I may have told you guys already, but, so he, actually he's a listener to the show, uh, he had some Sorry, buddy, if I butcher this story, but he had, he has, he lives out in the country, like way, way, way out. And he said he, like, he has uh, night vision or whatever, and he was like, you know, just out looking out, you know, just seeing what was around. There was kind of like a storm rolling off in the distance, but he said he put his, night, his, you know, night vision on. And I think he said it was like a rectangle in the sky, like it was like lighting up. So he took him off, and it's like gone. And he puts it back on. And he's like, it's clear as day. Like, you could see a fucking perfect rectangle out in the sky. You know, on and off, on and off, on and off. And he's like, what the hell? Ended up going to bed. And he said, he's like, he just couldn't sleep. So he came back out like 3 o'clock in the morning, I think is what he said. Put it back on. And he's like, something was there. And it was there still. Like, But he said, you couldn't see it with, like, the naked eye. But as soon as he put his, you know. And it was like this perfect, like, rectangle. Like, just, just kind of flashing. You know, and he'd... I don't know if he said like periodically or kind of like you know intermittently, whatever. But it was this thing. So that's like then I hear stories like that. And I'm like, man, what is that? You know, because like then like drones, drone technology in the last five years has has come so far. And if you see, uh, you know, they have drones that are, you know, we, me and you can ride. You know, they're big enough. You see one of those like buzzing around, and they're fast. They're not slow like an airplane, and they can go up and down super quick. They can go side to side super quick. So, drones, while they've become super popular to the consumer in, what, probably five years or so, maybe, maybe longer, let's say ten years, you know that technology existed 20 years ago. Like, so, how many things we saw zooming around in the sky? It's like, oh, it's a UFO. Well, maybe not.
1: <laughs> but I right. don't know. I don't
0: know. But anyway, but speaking of technology and stuff like that this is a uh, interesting to say the least about iphone users opting out of the privacy thing right. on apple's new ios that so says to clarify
1: facebook instagram tiktok i mean pretty much any other social media app you can think of <clears throat> the reason those apps are free is because they mine all of the data off of your phone or computer or whatever you're using if you're using the app. Mm -hmm. So uh, Facebook not only tracks what you do and what you type and what you say within Facebook, they're also looking at where you are, what other people around you are doing, what other apps you're using, what you're using those apps for, what you're looking at on the internet, uh, possibly even what you're sending in your messages, right? And that's why they want to push you into iMessage, for example, because then they can scan and read everything that you do. Uh, The reason Gmail is free is because Google scans all of your email and uses keywords in your email to sell you advertisements or sell advertisement space to other companies saying, Hey, look, this guy likes yada, yada, yada. So we'll, we'll post ads and all these people's stuff. And I imagine a lot of it gets pretty creepy because there's probably a pretty good profile. If there's not profiles on you specifically, the possibility that there could be definitely exists. Right. And so now you have to think about, well, okay, how much of my data from Facebook is identifiable to me and how much of that do they sell to people that I have no idea who it is and how much of that does the government have access to, or, you know, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, that was just sort of the default. You never knew it. You ignored it. Most people didn't ask questions because Facebook's cool. Instagram's cool, whatever. But Apple, uh, Apple does actually seem to take privacy pretty seriously. And so the new iOS, you have the ability to tell every app on your phone, basically, no, you're not going to track anything I do on this phone unless I give you explicit permission to do so. And 96% of people uh, with that new version of iOS using an iPhone have opted out, which is going to be a big deal, I think, moving forward for companies like facebook instagram tiktok etc because that's their cash cow that's how their yeah. whole business model works is tracking and selling ad space so now what
0: you know it's wild i those four percent that's odd yeah, i that's really weird i i i wonder if people just hit allow like sure didn't Maybe. read it hit allow because wow. yeah there's a ton of so many people like that because I don't know, like, anybody who would want to be like, hey, invasion of privacy,
1: you know? Right. Oh, yeah, totally cool, man. See yeah. what other thing I do on my phone, you know?
0: Yeah. I think I sent that one to the other, the group the other day. I forget what it said, but it did say something funny, because just like this Facebook thing, here in addition to other screens, Facebook can explain why users should allow should allow tracking. What? <laughs> like... I don't know how, whatever, how you want to spin that, but no, I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna let you track me. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, like that sec guy
1: saying it's for your safety, right? It's Facebook yeah. saying, well, here's the benefits of letting us track you. Right. Yeah. And it's like, none of this really has anything to do with me. Right. Mm-hmm. This is all just garbage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? And then, you know, I, I would, I would get that like Facebook or Twitter, for example, you know, they might want to show you more, more local content, for example, and if you're not letting us track you, you know, we can't do that. But how much does that actually matter to somebody? And is that really what they're on Facebook or Twitter for to be, to have the algorithm automatically show them shit that they're not just looking for anyway? You know, that's kind of one of the big rubs with the way social media AIs or whatever you want to call it work is that they show you stuff that you might not explicitly set out to find. And in the process of doing that can send you down a rabbit hole. You may not have otherwise gone down. And so you know you talk about like the rise of of conspiracies or or you know, mm-hmm. fake news for that matter and that has a lot to do with it because people don't set out for it it's just you know the six degrees away from Kevin Bacon kind of thing happens with keywords and the next thing you know you're looking at flat earth right or or whatever it is yeah
0: yeah well that was a big thing when uh YouTube first became I guess big as people would do that they would start off by watching a video about something and then pretty soon they're Sandy Hook. It was all an inside job, you know. What I mean, right? Yep. And you're like, what yep. the fuck? <laughs> but, yeah, it's crazy. I'm glad that that's actually. I'm glad it's actually ninety six percent though. I'm yeah, glad really, that's really very scary, high. But- yeah, because when that first came out, I was thinking like, there's a bunch bunch of idiots that'll probably just you know, oh yeah, look at you know, because there's there are people that actually don't care about privacy, and which is, I find so weird. But- yes. You know? Well, it, it shows you how many people just kind of default to the mainstream opinion,
1: and it's, it's kind of the ignorance is bliss thing. And then as soon as uh-huh. they don't have ignorance anymore, they're like, whoa, wait, yeah, totally, this isn't cool.
0: Yeah. And
1: so the fact that 96% would opt out, not to make some sort of broad political statement, but I'm going to do it anyway, now that's reassuring. It just shows that if the message is right and, and the right pitch is made in, in the right time in the right circumstance – People can be reasonable. And and that is Uh entirely a reasonable percentage that I would hope would be, you know, 96% or more of people that are like, yeah, no, I'm not going to just let this giant megacorp see everything that I do explicitly to benefit
0: them. You know, that's uh. imagine how people would be if they didn't have like mainstream media shoving certain things down their throat or their ears or their eyes. How reasonable would people be if they didn't just click the television or, you know, Yahoo News or something, and it wasn't just this agenda? That well, would be. Well, we wouldn't one, be in a situation. One thing
1: I wonder because I've, I've always been kind of a you know religion and politics guy who doesn't shut up, and you know I've always noticed that when you talk to people one on one, most people are reasonable and even if you disagree that you know we can be calm and disagree and have a conversation about something and you know take turns giving points as to why you think this way or not, i think that way or whatever huh. most people are capable of that when you're in kind of one-on-one situations without some external thing going on and uh, but as soon as you you add in like the group or or whatever all that disappears oh, and so yeah. yeah i definitely wonder if if without all of the external stimulus going on yeah, maybe things would be a lot different.
0: Yeah. Well, and a lot of people, it's that uh, mob mentality. You know, what is the group thinking? And just automatically, I want to side with them. Instead of stopping, let me think for myself real quick. You know, and you see that with people, how they, you know, with when the media, and these certain stories, you know, get put out and stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, well, hold on. Let's think for ourselves real quick. And then, if you have those one on one conversations without that outside influence, you'd be surprised what people, you know. Anyway. So, this is another one you put on here. Yeah, so. This is weird. Uh, <laughs> I put it under conspiracy
1: just because, you know, in the last year or two, we had the uh, Donald Trump time traveler mm-hmm. conspiracy. Uh, you know, and it had a lot of weird names and stuff that kind of fit. And then there was before that the uh, Greta Thunberg, that that uh, eco girl. There was like a picture, black and white, from like the early 1900s or something, with somebody who looked just like her, like yeah. literally like her in the picture. You know, and so anyway, time travel conspiracy. So Werner von Braun, of all people, right? The uh, former Nazi. Uh, goes on to be NASA's, you know, one of the head rocket scientists responsible for building the Saturn V rocket that ultimately gets America to the moon. He wrote a book, sci-fi kind of book, about uh, future space stations and Mars and all that stuff. And in his book, the title of the sort of president or king of Mars in the future was Elon, which is weird because Elon Musk, right?, is the guy who probably is building the rockets that are ultimately going to get humans to Mars. Um, Which, you know, is even more obvious now, I think, given that they just landed a big starship, proving that the concept is feasible in a very fast way. And NASA gave them the contract to use that same starship as the eventual thing that lands humans back on the moon in a few years. Yeah. So it's just interesting, you know, a weird synchronicity type thing where... You know, so many years ago, that name comes up, and then, holy shit, here's the name of the dude
0: who's going to get to Mars. So, I don't know. Is Elon actually from the past? Sometimes the simulation breaks, you know? (laughs) That's... That's wild. That's... (laughs) The whole, like, uh, Baron Trump, Donald Trump thing is, like, you know, mind-blowing. Right. This is just, like... crazy coincidence. What the fuck? I don't know. Yeah. Beginners. You know, on that same
1: note, another one I want to add that is completely unrelated to that is, uh speaking of the President Trump time travel thing, uh-huh. look at a picture of William Taft and then look at a picture of Mike Pompeo. Oh, yeah. And that's even more interesting because William Taft was actually president kind of around the time frame that those The Last President books with, like, Trump were written. So,
0: there you go. Jesus. <laughs> it's all we've already been doing. This is nothing new. Well, you know. There was a thing I saw a few days ago, and there was a time traveler from, like, year 2545, I think. And supposedly, tomorrow, the 7th or the 8th? The 8th. So, I guess... I think it
1: was the May 7th Revolution or something like that.
0: No, this was that we're going to find a new Earth. Oh, okay. I, the, I, oh, yeah. Somebody posted it in the group. Um, identical to, you know, a mirror image of this Earth and blah, blah, blah. Then I got to thinking about that, and I was like, even if they did discover, they're not going to announce that on May seventh, the day they find it, right? So it might be a few months when they come back and say, yeah, by the way, May seventh, blah blah blah, we found an identical version of Earth that we think. Of. I don't know, it's probably some bullshit. But if that happens, I'm I'm done. I'll believe everything. Like,
1: oh yeah, it's all real. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, so even like to go back to the mushrooms on Mars thing. So kind of the whole Alex Jones thing, right? The thing that's left is the interdimensional aliens, right? Or, mm-hmm. or popularly they're, you know, Lawrence McKenna or whatever, the machine elves, right? The the entities people on psychedelics tend to encounter. Mm-hmm. That's the general name for them. Generally, they're also assumed to be the uh, the kind of cliche gray alien with the big eyes and the big head and all that stuff. And uh, if, that's the, if that's the one thing that's next, right, and then it's freaking space mushrooms... And then, uh, you know, here we are, you know, the UFO thing. And even if you look at some of the players in the UFO scene, like Louie Elizondo and stuff uh, that make the rounds on like, you know, Tucker Carlson and whatnot,
0: Uh
1: or Hal put off, for example, another big name. uh, They talk of late less about aliens and more about what they call ultra terrestrials. Yeah. Meaning that maybe they're not necessarily from space. They're here but they're from another dimension of here, right? So they're aliens, but let's put aliens in kind of quotes because they're not really the outer space man that we think they are. And so, you know, somebody like me, that sounds more like, you know, angels and demons and, and sure. things that religions have described in the past. But if you're also into the whole, you know, kind of DMT mushroom entity thing, well, that would be the machine elves right this this other yeah. form of consciousness that that humans sometimes encounter when they're in weird states of mind
0: there's definitely something i don't know i the 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 other dimensions thing sounds really and maybe maybe that's there is no such thing as actual aliens but like there is other dimensions and i don't know maybe getting high on ayahuasca does actually show you the key to the other dimension, which would be the weirdest thing. You would right. think, like, we'd have to get this crazy technology to open up a wormhole to slide in. Or you could just do drugs. <laughs> I mean, well, it makes you rethink
1: of, of, like, the body is a machine, right? And yeah. so everything that we build, we're trying to replicate biology yeah. through cruder means, because really machines are just really, really inefficient ways of trying to copy what biology already does.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah, okay. Biology yeah.
1: does way better, right? Yeah. And so even the the computer chips, you know, that we use to run things that run an AI are just really, really crude, rough, very poor, inefficient imitations of what brains do. Yeah, very right? much so, yeah, yeah. And so if you think of us as a kind of machine, right, then, or like a radio, for example, right? You're just kind of tuning in. I always kind of, you know, if you want to think about stuff like that, like bees see in a, in a different light spectrum than we do. Uh-huh. And so like when we look at flowers, you know, we obviously see colors and stuff like that, but when bees look at them, they see much brighter, more vivid colors, almost kind of like how you would see fluorescent colors under a black light. Like they really stand out. Yeah. And so the thinking is that flowers have these colors in order to try to stand out more or be brighter or whatever. Of these insects to fly around so that the flowers can get pollinated right that's part of the thought as how flowers came about and evolved and whatever and so bees obviously still see the same reality we do but they see it in a different way and so maybe it's just like another more complicated iteration of that you know sure like if, if you could see or perceive or or process things that you see or think in a different way would you see you know, other beings that are, you know, cities stacked on top of cities, but you don't necessarily see or interact with the other one.
0: Yeah. 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 Let's go do some mushrooms, man. Yeah. <laughs> let's do that and
1: drink cow piss like these people in India that are trying to not die of COVID because you know, that's a thing.
0: Ooh, can you imagine? <sighs> he you actually
1: know- did it too, man. Like he's not even joking. Because in India and in like the super duper Oh like cows, are like places, cows are like sacred are like sacred. And yeah. so like people like bathe in that shit, you know, and they use it for all kinds of stuff and like I mean just chug and piss straight out of a cow is like
0: it's like next level. And that cow's like not even meaty. It's like yeah. skin and bones. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like uh Huh. Yeah. You know, it's funny I you brought up bleach. I did that once when I was growing up, and uh, I think that's why I probably partly have a lot of stomach issues these days. Bleached? Well, I was really young, and my mom was doing something, like had like a cup of it on the table, and she was like, I don't think she was trying to clean something. And I was like, oh, I thought it was, I think I thought it was lemonade, because it kind of had like a, it wasn't like Yeah, it's water. got that haze to it. Yeah, and I was like, ooh, and I grabbed it and just I remember it burned. Burned like a motherfucker. And then she opened up... I think she gave me syrup of EpiCac. Made me puke up and stuff. And The only reason why I think that that may be what kind of messed my stomach up is because I do know another guy who, uh, in his earlier days, liked to fuck around and was in juvenile hall and didn't want to piss hot for a drug test. So he heard on the streets that Drinking bleach would make you pee clean, so he just drank bleach, and he also has stomach issues to this day. Mm. I was like, "Huh." So I wonder if that's why. Because I've now his are worse than mine because I'm—I mean, mine came back up. He just didn't. But anywho, um, the India thing you brought up, India—that uh—you you, you should go back and listen to that podcast. It was Free Man Beyond the Wall. I sent it to the group the other day, and that that Dell Big Tree guy he talks about india and coronavirus because like bef- up until recently like coronavirus was like india was fine you know now you're seeing it all over the news and blah 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 and he's talking about how the vi- the vaccine is actually and he's like the the number of deaths from i guess it what is should make you not get coronavirus is making it to where your... I forget what he called it. Basically, your immune system just goes into overload. So, like, let's say you get the vaccine, and then you come in contact with the coronavirus. Well, instead of fighting off the coronavirus, your body goes into... The immune system It goes into overload, and he calls it, like, uh, not psychosis, but something. Psychotic storm or something like that. Cytokine storm. Yes, that right there. And uh, he's he's... It's just him, but he's like, this is what is happening in India. He's like, they got the vaccine. A lot of them did. He goes, now everybody is dying from it. And he goes and talks about how this vaccine is not... I mean, animals were dying in the vaccine trials, pre-human trials. We are in human trials right now. I mean, you know, because it's not released to the F. It's only re- released for emergency usage and yada, yada, yada. It's not approved. And he's talking about, you know, animals were dying, but yeah, we still said, yep, let's run her through. And... Uh It's just, it's, it's very interesting, you know, that's why another reason I'm not going to get that fucking vaccine. Right. Anywho.
1: Well, and then in Japan, you know, they spent a bunch of their COVID money on giant squid statues. (laughs) Why? (laughs) It's a great reset, man. (laughs) So I guess, I guess this town, like, you know, COVID, you know, they got all this money. And so they spent $230,000 on a statue of a squid. Uh, for tourism purposes, I guess, because squid is a delicacy. It's interesting. So, yeah, I mean, there go your Japanese tax dollars. Well, the yeah, same shit's happening in America. You know, we're probably not building statues like that, but same kind of crap.
0: Japan, also being a small country, in the very beginning of this, said everybody can fuck off. You're not coming in. And you're not leaving. And. I mean, they've never really had a big issue with... It it does help that they're isolated, you know. Like, literally isolated, but... Maybe they're probably just like, well, we're fine. We have all this extra COVID bucks. Let's just build squid statues. Right. <laughs> that looks ridiculous, though. All I can think about is that hole. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, hey, what's going on here? Like, open yourself up, buddy. <laughs> like, they could have put the beak there, you know, like something, not right. just a... <laughs> For the listeners, <laughs> I guess they can't see this, but there's a squid statue, and they've, it's got all of its, you know, tentacles kind of just like flaring out, like it's... It's, it's everything's Freddy. open. Oh, spread eagle, Yes. Ready for it. And then its mouth is, like, gaping wide open. And it's like, wow. There's also a little... What is that? It's kind of... It's like reverse hentai. Is this like the uh
1: clitoris? This is the... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like reverse <laughs> hentai, right? Instead yeah. of the tentacles doing the work, the tentacles are just like, come get me.
0: Yeah. That,
1: that's some weird
0: shit, too. Tentacle porn. <laughs> you know what's funny is on my old podcast, I still... There is still a website, a T Public website, that I had for shirts, and nobody's bought a shirt in forever. I haven't promoted it or anything, but there is a shirt on there that says Rule 34, and it has a tentacle on the front of the t-shirt, and Rule 34 is if there's been something, like, sexual, like, there's always, like... If, if you something
1: can, it, exists, there is pornography. Yes, there it.
0: we go. And... It just reminded me. So it's still out there, people, if you want to go buy it. Alright. So last one of the night. Oh, there's also gotta be a conspiracy theory behind this. Yeah, I
1: considered putting this one in either conspiracy or news, but I decided dick jokes just because the, the premise of what they said in this case was that, you know, the fact that there is an audit on the vote in Arizona Uh was somehow going to cause people to not want to vote because of voter intimidation, which I just found to be completely ridiculous for, you know, obvious reasons because, you know, clearly they're just like throwing mud and seeing what sticks because they've got nothing. And, uh, you know, if people haven't really followed that and really it's kind of hard to, because the news just refuses to cover it. They really do. Yeah. So they're they're recounting all the votes in Maricopa County, Arizona, which is the most populated county in Arizona. Of course, that's a state Biden won. Um, I haven't looked at the totals, but regardless of if Trump winning Arizona would make Biden not president or not, if if they end up overturning that result, which only needs was only like a 10,000 vote difference. And there was like, you know, 2.1 million votes there that's going to put a lot of pressure on, you know, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia to do similar recounts. Right. Um, Where it gets weird in Arizona is that they are in fact looking for the, you know, QAnon watermarks on ballots. And they're also looking allegedly for traces of bamboo on ballots, which would imply that, you know, the ballot may have come from uh, China, you know, where there's obviously lots of bamboo contact in shipping and stuff.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, but there's all kinds of opposition to the fact that the audit is happening in the first place, which I find unusual because if your whole thing was that, oh, there was no fraud, you might think this is superfluous and ridiculous. And I get I get that, but at the same time, if everything was on the up and up, the audit would just prove that the people clamoring for an audit are stupid and making shit up. Right. So why are they suing and why are they throwing such a fit about the fact that this audit is happening in the first place. Right. That's what I don't get. And so rather than have any kind of substantive ground, they just try to talk, you know, character smear the people that are doing the audit, um, things like that. And that to me is always kind of a red flag thing because it's like, we'll just let the thing happen and see what happens. And then if there's a result that is screwed up, we'll prove that it's screwed up. Right. And let's go from there.
0: Yeah. Ted Cruz said that in like the beginning, Yeah, You know, he was like, hey, he goes, the least you can do is... They should have done it then and there, yep. Yeah, like, listen, if you guys are so sure, cool. You have nothing to be worried about. But if you're actually worried, obviously we got some issues. And obviously they're worried. I mean, it's... But yeah, we'll see what happens. You know, what if... God, what if the QAnon thing actually comes to be true? That would just be fucking (laughs) mind-blowing. I mean... Yes, it would. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) If it came to be true, I I, I lost my faith in fucking QAnon religion. I mean, because there's still people I know that are hardcore, like, any day now. Any day now. Like, okay. I don't know. I think a lot of people are finally starting to realize that it was all bullshit, but, you know. Yeah. The one thing that I hate about the QAnon thing, too, of all things, is just conspiracy theories in general it just writes off everything because it became so mainstream you know like oh you guys are a bunch of crazy lunatics it's all it was all made up blah 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 and then me and you both could probably sit down and talk about all the conspiracy theories that actually came to be true you know right but now it just gives it like well here's another prime example of these crazy lunatics talk about these stupid conspiracy theories so they're all fake and then, you know, of course the government wouldn't do those kind of things. Look, they told you 50 years ago they did this, so now they have to be honest, people. Because, look, they were honest what they did 50 years ago. Right. Anywho. Man, so I guess that probably is it for this this episode. Other than that, how's life been treating you?
1: Yeah, can't complain. Yeah.
0: Everything's
1: been good so far.
0: Yeah, moving sucks. Fuck. It is the worst, man.
1: Yep, you realize how much junk you have, and then you have to find somewhere to put all of it. Yeah. And then you're going to be stuck somewhere that's not yours, while you're waiting on your new place.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we got a 16 by 10 storage center. And I-, I think it'll be enough, but still, I'm like, man, I got a lot of shit. Just like the garage in the attic today. That's what I did it was last few weeks we have been kind of focused on the house. And today we focused on the garage and it's still not done. I took a trip to the storage center, filled up my truck, filled up my trailer. And I have a 16 foot utility trailer. And I was just like, Jesus. And I, I was emptying out cabinets because in my garage, the previous owners had put in a uh, basically like a kitchen counter set, which was it was nice because I had a bench in there with you know all kinds of Cabinets and you know drawers and stuff, but I mean everything was full. I have I can't even count. There's just oils and you know uh, gear fluid and right. transmission fluid. I mean, holy fuck! I sent it to that other group chat we're in. <laughs> like that's that, and I kept some fluid that wasn't even everything. You know, I was like, well, this one's brand new. I'll just keep it in this box and I'll use it when we go to the you new know, place. I've got so
1: many like quarter quart of oil just. Crap like that, like on a shelf in my barn, I always look at it and I'm like, what am I going to do with all this crap? But every time I use it, yeah. or, or, you know, how I get to that quarter model's is like, oh, I'll save that in case I run low or like next time I change it, I want to just pour a little clean oil, you know, that last little bit to like kind of flush it out or something. Right. And yeah.
0: Like, I, I can use it. So well, it's just, just shit stacks up. And even like used oil and, and the. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Because that I got a. I mean, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, you know, turn it in. But also, what starts fires really well, and I know the tree huggers will kill me for saying this, but man, throw some oil on on your wood. It'll, once you get it going, it isn't stopping. <laughs> it's it's right. perfect for that. But no, moving sucks. I tell you about my hand. Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, I guess I didn't tell that group. Um, you know, we went down to Disney, Oklahoma right. by last hurrah for the the K and M, where I sold my side by side. So. uh <laughs> I was we were there Friday probably like two hours into riding me and you know a few other friends of ours we went and uh, I was ju- I-, I wasn't doing like a full donut but I was whipping the ass end around you know right and I came around I probably did like half a circle and then it caught and that just thing went from like just you know on four wheels just meh, boom right on the two wheel, you know on its side well I'm an idiot I didn't even know I did it but I stuck my hand out I guess so where the roll cage and the uh, the roof meet, like it kind of hit, and it bounced, like, you know, the ground and it kind of like hit. So my hands in there, like, it bounced and it went up. And I watched it all happen and it, it, it hit again and bounced. And my buddy was in the passenger seat, goes, Your hand. And I was like, ugh! And I pull it out real quick. It's good now. But man, it was like, I, I don't know. I may think I may have cracked some bones. I'm not real sure. It moves and everything, and I can grip and I can carry stuff and whatnot. But yeah. I mean, there was beer involved, too, so, you know. it happens. happens. Yeah, it does. But
1: That yeah. sucks, man. Hand and fingers crap is the worst, too, because even if you went in, they probably don't even do anything for it. I mean, if it's, like, in your hand-hand and it's, like, bad enough, they might put a cast on it, but then... Sure, yeah. Just kind of worse, to be honest,
0: so... You can't... Even if it's, like, cracked, they're not going to do nothing. I mean, they might wrap it up. <laughs> what are they going to do? I mean, there's nothing you can do. So, right. Anyway, but... All right, man. Well, I need to go take a piss, so I think that'll probably wrap it up. All right. Talk to you later. Yep. Yep. See you. Bye.